0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Backpacking Around podcast. My name is Thomas Barlow and joining me is our ever faithful host, Elliot Noble. Hello, Hello Elliot. Hello, Tom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, So we are two very good friends with a love and passion for travel. We run a YouTube channel called Backpacking Around, where we try to have big adventures on a backpacker budget. In our first series, we explored the beautiful and under the radar Caucasus region. And we had some really fun adventures and some great laughs in Georgia and Armenia. So be sure to check that out on our channel. What This Podcast is... Is, about, is a conversation all about travel and making these big adventures and big dreams possible on a small budget. Uh, we're going to be diving into travel, dissecting topics and having discussions all from the fear of travel to the joy of travel, as well as covering the more practical side from planning trips to choosing where to go. In each episode we'll focus on specific countries, talk about general news from the world of travel, as well as some philosophical topics, all related to travel as well, of course.
1: All right, so in this episode of the Backpacking Around podcast, we're going to interview each other so you, the wonderful audience, get get an idea of who we are, how we met, and what sort of quality content you're going to hear on this podcast. In this episode, we are going to dissect and discuss one of our favourite travel documentaries, A Map for Saturday, as well as let you know, what you can expect to hear on this podcast going forward. So without further ado, let's get started. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, Let's do it. So in this first section, we are going to interview each other um, so you can get an idea of who we are. So I'm going to start by interviewing Tom and then he's going to ask me some of the questions. All right. So uh, let's get started. So, Tom, would you like to tell all the many fans who you are?
0: Well, as you so kindly introduced, my name is Tom. Um, Yeah, so I'm an English teacher. Uh, I grew up in the southeast of England, uh, but I moved out maybe 10 years ago and uh, have lived in Poland, Bulgaria, Colombia. Yeah, all sorts of places. What about you, Elliot? So
1: uh, I grew up in a small uh, village in the southwest coast of Ireland. And I have ever since finishing school, I've worked as a bartender and most winters I have spent traveling. So I've traveled to 18 countries now and my last trip was in India and Australia where I was traveling. I was away for three months until the whole coronavirus situation threw a spanner in that trip. But what can you do?
0: Yeah, and we're going to be talking about the coronavirus situation in a future podcast. Today we're keeping it light, keeping it all friendly and fun.
1: That's what... To do. <laughs> all right, so what, Tom, inspired you to travel first? What, what created a love of travel for you?
0: I'll be honest with you, I don't even know where it came from. Oh, that uh, Tom, that's because... not the
1: answer we want to hear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, so the first sort of backpacking trip i did was back in 2013 um so a lot of the universities in the uk uh do charity hitchhikes or they do a lot of them do something called jailbreak where you have 72 hours to try and get as far away from your university as possible um my university didn't do that uh, we did something called bummit, which is where we had to hitchhike from sheffield which is where i was at university to a certain point in eastern europe and we had about nine days oh, to brilliant. do that yeah, it was really good fun. Um, I had a friend who wanted to do it and was just looking for a partner. And um, I volunteered. And where did
1: you hitchhike to? Loved
0: it. We hitchhiked to um, Lithuania. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. And how long did it take you? Yeah.
0: Um, I think it took us about eight days, but we the university organized us to have a halfway point in Prague. Oh, cool. Uh, where we'd all meet up and have this huge party. So there are about 200 people who are trying to hitchhike to Prague over the course of four or five days. And then we all met there in this huge hostel and had one crazy night oh, out. Oh, brilliant.
1: That does sound uh, really
0: fun. And then and, it, it was <laughs> insane. And then we had another one in um, in Lithuania a few oh, days later. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, that is something I would definitely love to do. We're on to the next question. Um, as you said, you've now discussed where your first backpacking trip was but where was your first real solo backpacking trip
0: so because of that trip um i just fall in love with hostel culture with traveling around with going to these places so off the back of that uh, hitchhiking trip i really fell in love with um, backpacker life hostel culture um you know going to see these new places and having that community around you in the hostel who you you didn't need to go to these places with your friends you were able to to meet people and and have these experiences um so i booked a flight to rome oh wow, okay and um sort of just made my way up to poland and then into uh finland oh fantastic and that was a that was maybe a 3 or 4 week trip and um Really enjoyed that. that was where I first started uh, doing some travel writing. It was on my very first travel blog. That's which one of the best travel blogs now. I've ever
1: read in my whole life
0: <laughs> oh but elliot this this is this is this is before the Toms Exploring oh really okay blog. so <laughs> dear listeners, I should explain i I created a a blog back in 2018 when I went traveling around Asia, which is where I met Elliot. And um, it was called Tom's Exploring, which uh, if you get a pen and paper out and write that down, you'll soon realize. It it spells Tom's Exploring, which I didn't realize (laughs) when I made it, but um, I was too lazy to change the title. But before that, I'd already had a a blog. Uh, I think it was called Tom's Adventure Travels because Tom's Adventures and Tom's Travels were both gone. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I started writing... But they're very basic, and um, I tend not to show those oh, okay. to people now. Because
1: I really enjoyed reading your blog um, all about our travels in Asia. And I know you wrote about some of your trips in Europe as well. Yeah. But, uh,
0: I It's sort of my way of keeping a journal.
1: Yeah, it's a lovely idea.
0: Mm. Um, but what about you, Elliot? What was your inspiration for travel? So, yeah.
1: Um, when I remember watching Into the Wild when I was about 16 or 17 and his sort of adventure and, and the whole traveling spirit that that movie encapsulated sort of inspired me to say, I want to do something like that. And then at the time I was watching a lot of like Bear Grylls and different shows when I really should have been studying. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I sort of fancied myself as a bit of an Indiana Jones for a while. Um, and yeah, so when I finished school, I decided I wanted to travel and, uh, I booked a ticket to India and yeah, four months after finishing school, I was in India, uh, had a breakdown many times in the first few days, but, um, as, as it happens, when you travel, you meet people and yeah, you make friends. And from there it was, it was a really great trip. And I spent four months away traveling that trip and, um, yeah, haven't looked back since. Been obsessed with travel ever since that day.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna go into a little bit more detail about these trips in future episodes of the podcast. Uh, but for now, we're just doing a sort of get to know one another. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We're just sort of giving you guys a rough idea on who we are and um, how we met. And yeah, so on to the next question. Um, if you ha- had to pick one, what has been your happiest moment traveling?
0: You mean except for meeting you?
1: Oh, Tom! Stop, your charmer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it, that's a really, really tough question because I think it depends on what emotion I'm feeling at the time or what I'm nostalgic for in a moment. Um, you know, I've got some really, really nice memories of uh, traveling in Argentina. Um, there was a really nice community in our hostel there. And you know, we spent two weeks together, me and these people, and we we created a family essentially.
1: Um,
0: like but then, obviously, talking about family, the trip where we met, we met a couple of other people, uh, our good friends Dom and Tia. We met them up in Thailand and continued traveling together for what was it? A it was month, a, it was six, six weeks. weeks something so like I think
1: that. we spent uh, two weeks or about ten days together creating this great friendship and we spent time, we met in Chiang Mai in North Thailand and then Tom went on up to Pai and Pai is a place um, that I love. I've been there before and myself and Dom, who I was still with in Chiang Mai, um, we inv- I invited him to come with me up to Pai and one evening on the walking street in Pai, we happened to bump into Tom and from then we went for a few drinks that evening and then ever since then we were hanging out and uh, pretty much spent the following six weeks together. So if I hadn't, if we hadn't bumped into you that evening, um, well, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast now. So aren't you guys?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we really did create a, a really nice family and we were a really solid group of four. We did everything together, especially in Cambodia we, you know, we booked a taxi together to go from one city to another because it was cheaper than booking Cambodia, it really, we it shared really, a room together. it definitely
1: changed and became such, we became a unit. I feel like even in Thailand, we mm. were like four solo travelers who were hanging out. But then when we went to Cambodia, it was, we're great friends and every decision we make, it's obvious we're all going together. You know, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to do this. We just had a lot of similar interests and yeah, thinking back to Cambodia is I think, definitely one of my happiest memories traveling that entire month.
0: I think that's just one important thing um, for anybody who's a little bit worried about going out solo traveling is we all started as solo travelers and we formed a group of four and it was so easy and so simple and there are always people who you're going to meet in hostels who are going to the same places as you and maybe it's not going to be for an extended period of time, maybe it's only going to be a week, but you might meet those people and want to continue traveling with them and change your plans just so you can have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. And I think that's what, that's what happened with us because we were all four solo travelers who, you know, have now become really, really great friends from this experience. And I think travel creates a tighter friendship than I guess, regular life <laughs> um, because when you're traveling you're spending 24 hours together i mean when you make a friendship back at home you might meet spend time at work or you go for a drink for a few hours but you really know if you can maintain a friendship with that person when you're spending you know 24 hours a day together often sleeping in the same room not in the same bed but the same room <laughs> um, and uh yeah
0: speak for yourself oh. Elliot. <laughs> Dom and I had some lovely (laughs) evenings.
1: Well, Dom will, um, if for anyone wondering, Dom will feature on this podcast. He is not going to be a host, but he will certainly come on as a guest. And uh, we're going to ask him about those experiences when he joins us in the future.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So going from highs to maybe talking a little bit about lows. I think you touched on it a bit before about your time in India, but what What is possibly your lowest situation so, in travel?
1: I would probably say my lowest point would have been my first four or five days in India. So I went from Delhi, which is, you know, a crazy intense city, up to Srinagar, which is a little bit unstable. Um, it's in Jammu and Kashmir. For anyone who doesn't know... Jammu and Kashmir is a disputed state in India. So Pakistan feel it's theirs. India wants to keep it. And then other people feel like it should be an independent state. So there's a lot of unrest and it's quite tense. It's very, very beautiful. And that's why I went, but it probably wasn't the best place to go as a first time solo traveler and definitely not looking back now. And um, yeah, I found the first few days very difficult. I was Kind of regretting my decision, I spent numerous hours crying um, so but then I from then I went to Dharamsala which is where the Dalai Lama lives and I met a group of five great people and uh, from there it was onwards and upwards so I have all these bad experiences that you have traveling usually in the end turn into something positive but Tom, what was your most what was your low point traveling or what was a frightening situation or something that yeah was nerve a bit nerve-wracking for you
0: oh so i just had a memory of of another situation that was kind of terrifying um so i'll quickly (laughs) tell you that one it's um um so i was in myanmar um just before we met actually and i was walking down a road And just there was a pack of dogs and they just started coming for me. And it was absolutely terrifying. Um, And then obviously a a month later, we met. And um, while we'd had a few drinks, (laughs) uh, we were walking down a a dirt path. (laughs) Elliot knows exactly where I'm going with this one. Um, (laughs) We were walking down a dirt path and this dog started chasing us quite ferociously. And ever since then, we've had this thing where we haven't really yeah we haven't felt that safe around stray dogs especially in in Thailand
1: they can be a um yeah we were we had a few drinks and there this dog began to chase there was a group of I think I think there was five or six of us at the time um there was obviously mm -hmm. myself Tom Dom and Tia and then there was a couple of other friends there and um a German guy but of course being the brave men we were we decided to leg it uh, and then the German guy <laughs> was shouting back to us, saying, "Oh, it's not chasing after you. It was just a friendly dog." In the end, but um, yeah, it was it was at night and it was scary. So that's my defense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call that probably my lowest point. It was just terrifying. Um, I think my lowest point has got to be, um, and I think some people might be surprised when I say this. Actually, traveling in New Zealand. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, obviously New Zealand is an incredibly beautiful country and I have some really nice memories from there um, and I, I was very fortunate in that my dad was coincidentally there at the same time and we were able to spend a few days together which was lovely because obviously he and I live in different countries but for the rest of my time in New Zealand um, it was the end of my trip and I was almost ready to go home and it was just after Elliot and I and, and Dom and Tia had all said goodbye. And I just had this sort of feeling of, of a lot of loneliness because the, the hostel culture there was a lot of people doing working holiday visas and they had already formed those tight knit groups. And it was a lot more difficult to interact and, and create those bonds with people. So.
1: That is interesting that you said yeah, that. Yeah, it, because. When I was in Australia, obviously I had family over there and I wasn't doing your more traditional working holiday, but I definitely found it was more difficult to meet people um, and people weren't as quite open as they would be in other places where people were just backpacking because a lot of people would go out to say on a working holiday with a friend or with their friends from home. So breaking into a group might not be as easy, but yeah, that's interesting that that you said that. But um on to the something a little bit more positive. Um
0: <laughs> yes, let's yes. remain positive. Uh,
1: what's been your favorite country you've you've ever visited? Out of all the 40 countries you've been to.
0: Yeah, it's 40 now. Um I feel like I'm getting old with my country count. <laughs> <laughs> um it is honestly a really really difficult, difficult question because every country provides something different, sure, you know. Sure. Um, And it's not just about the country itself. It's about the experience you have there. And that includes the people you meet. And I I think of all of the places that I've been to, the the one place that I just loved was Myanmar.
1: Oh, wow. That's interesting. You, Because I know our friend, our good friend, Dom, he has also been to Myanmar and he says similar things.
0: Mm, It's from what I've heard about, thailand what people have told me about it um maybe 20 years ago i'm talking you know i'm talking about my family who have been there um or you know older travelers that we've met on the road Um, myanmar is kind of like what i imagined thailand to have been 20 years ago and it's it's got that sort of off the beaten path style it's it's a bit less visited and tourists are very much welcome there um I'm not saying it's the perfect country. It does have its own political problems, and that is something that is worth considering if you're thinking about going there. But it was incredibly beautiful, very budget-friendly, very backpacker-friendly, actually. Good bus services, good hostels. um,
1: Wow, that's very interesting. So definitely somewhere when this whole situation is over and you're looking to travel to, I think we'd all recommend... Myanmar. Now, I personally haven't been there, but take Dom and Tom's word for it and, yeah, go out to Myanmar.
0: You you can trust us. We're, we're the English, and the English have done nothing
1: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, I guess my favorite place I've ever traveled to is next door to Myanmar, and it probably would have to be Thailand. Um, there's so much to do. There's beautiful beaches. um you know i would have to say my favorite region in thailand is north thailand chiang mai pai you're up in the mountains you can rent a scooter you buzz about and um i really like the buddhist culture so i think and thailand is probably the easiest place to make friends when you're traveling because there's so many people Mm. who are backpacking and doing something similar to you so I've never found it difficult making friends out in Thailand. You know, we have met out in Thailand, as you said. But um, one downside I would feel is probably the fact that there are so many tourists. So yeah, Myanmar is definitely sounds like a place I would enjoy going. Because the only downside to Thailand is it's so bloody touristy.
0: It's incredibly touristy, but it does make it welcoming for the for the first time backpacker.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like if you're nervous and you want to go backpacking but you're a little unsure and you want you want to experience and have an adventure go to thailand because all the infrastructure for someone who you know hasn't traveled before is there it's easy to get around and you're going to meet people so that's something we are going to cover in the upcoming podcasts is talking about fear of travel and you know starting off as a first-time backpacker and um, we'll definitely touch more on thailand as a Location for doing that in the future.
0: So I've got one final question. Oh, for you, what Elliot. is it? Yeah, when this situation is all over, when we can finally travel again, what's going to be the first place you go to? Where do you want oh, to go?
1: You've caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> where would I like to go? Um, I mean, now that you said it, I'd love to go to Myanmar. Um, going back to India is somewhere I'd, I, I would love to go again. I feel like India has just so much to offer. But um, I would actually like to visit Bulgaria uh, because it's somewhere you live. And um, I've always said I'd like to visit Bulgaria. So, yeah, when this is over, I will come and visit you in Bulgaria.
0: That's a very diplomatic answer.
1: (laughs) Okay, so now that you guys have had a little introduction to who we are, and obviously, if you continue listening, which I hope you will do, you will. Get to know us a little bit more. So, in the future, in future podcasts, we obviously will be discussing travel stories and travel topics, and you'll get to know us a little bit more. But our next section is we are going to discuss a well-known documentary. I would think in the backpacker world, and it is
0: a map for Saturday. You, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't remember no the name, could you? <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh have a section in each of our podcasts where we're going to talk about a film or a documentary or a book that's related to the world of travel, look at its core message, look at some funny parts, look at some interesting things, what we agree, what we disagree with, um, whether we recommend you watching or, or reading Yeah, it.
1: definitely. So I think we'll start off, a map, if if for anyone who doesn't know what A Map for Saturday is, A Map for Saturday is a documentary that was filmed in, I believe, 2006 by an american guy who quite typically worked in the corporate world um i think he was 25 when he did this so he'd been out working for a few years he had a really good stable income solid job but he decided he wanted to put pause to click pause on that lifestyle and and try something different so he spent a year traveling around the world and he filmed a documentary and really dived into the why of travel and he interviewed a lot of different backpackers and it was a fascinating uh documentary so what sort of stood out for you tom in in that documentary um what sort of themes would you would you say were were spoken about in that or what did you gather from it
0: no i i think it goes back to what i was saying a bit earlier it's it's creating family it's creating friendships it's it's the people you meet along the way Um, And that camaraderie that you get in the travel community, especially in the budget travel community, because everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's trying not to spend all their money at once. And so you sort of give each other tips and hints. And because you're forced into sharing a room in a hostel, or, you know, if you go for a private room, you know, you've still got the common areas where you're meeting people, people are going to help you, they're going to give you Advice and tips on what to see and what to do. Um, and I think what's interesting about A Map for Saturday is that um, the gentleman, what's his name? <laughs> I, uh,
1: his name now. I cannot remember this guy's is it, name.
0: Uh, is it Scott? No, I,
1: I thought it was Mark, but <laughs> maybe not. Uh, we, should
0: probably, we should probably check this, we shouldn't we? We should probably
1: we? check it. Apologies about our um, lack of information, but. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is our first time. Yes,
1: please be patient with us.
0: Doing this. Um, Brooke? Brooke. Brooke Silva Braga? Mm,
1: I didn't think his name was Brooke. Brooke it is. So, Brooke spent a well, year likewise. traveling around the world. Yeah. And what I loved about it was, what made it different to a lot of other travel documentaries are, he didn't just focus on himself, he interviewed so many different people from all around the world. And I feel like a a common theme was just the community you get when you travel, which is quite different to what you would think when you're at home. I mean, when I travel first, I thought, oh, I could be I might be lonely. I might be I'm going to be isolated. But when you travel and get into that hostile life, it's it's quite the opposite because everyone is so relaxed. You know, no one's in work mode and everyone's very open, um, far more open than I feel, you know, people are generally in, in real life. You know, travel is also real life, but you know what I mean.
0: Definitely, and I think there was someone in the in the documentary that said it's a unspoken code of hostility. Oh, ah, yes, yeah. That you can, yeah, you can just go up to somebody and and you say, "Hey, how's it going? Where are you from?" And then you're that instantly will not, friends. But yeah,
1: that would not be considered weird. I mean, we've had it when we've hmm. travelled together. People come up and just go, "Oh, hey, I'm. Where are you from?" And you know, they're super friendly. And within 10 minutes, you're having a few beers and it's just there's no conceptions or uh, about, you know, friendship. It's just all very relaxed and free flowing, which which I think is is the appeal of of travel for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think what makes A Map for a really interesting documentary is that even though it was filmed almost 15 years ago, a lot of a, a lot of what is said in the documentary is still true now. And, yeah, there are some really dated moments where um, he talks about going to an internet cafe to catch up on his emails. (laughs) You know, obviously, we're not going to do that now. Everyone's got a smartphone and most hostels in the world have got Wi-Fi and you can, you know, you can check Facebook Messenger. But the core message and the, the core ideas that he talks about still true nowadays and i think that's why it's a really worthwhile documentary to watch
1: definitely if you if you are someone who is interested in backpacking or getting into backpacking as we said it is a little bit older but there's so much there that hasn't changed and he goes to australia he does the well-trodden southeast asia backpacker path and then he also ventures into europe as well and i believe south america also so there's a lot to inspire you there and um yeah it it really it really has a lot to offer one thing that struck me also is um you know the the people talking about at the start having this fear of the unknown or fear of being on uh, alone and that days feel a lot longer than when you're you know doing your working day so i know this is something that i've felt when you travel two months traveling can feel like two years days slow down when you travel I don't know if that's the same for you a
0: hundred percent hundred percent I think part of that is that everything is a new experience when you're traveling yeah and there's no there's no monotony every day is is a new day with new experiences and new people
1: yeah no two days traveling are are ever the same which I feel he captured well Mm. enough but what I what I did love about that documentary was where in a lot of say, travel films or other shows, it it shows only the positive aspects of travel. And you could have a false image of travel as this wonderful adventure, which it is, and forget that you might feel lonely at times or you might have a bad day travelling or a long, crappy bus trip. But that's why, I like. He, he wasn't afraid to dive into the negative sides of, of, of travel. And one that stood out to me is the the shortness of friendships and how you are continually saying goodbyes traveling.
0: Yeah. I was just going to jump in and say that the, the art of goodbye and how at the beginning of a trip, especially at the beginning of a longer trip, a goodbye to somebody you've known over two days can be really difficult because yeah. people get very emotional. They, they you all get rock.
1: so close after, you know, a short time.
0: Yeah. But then, you know, after a month of traveling on the road, you, you know that it's normal and you know that a lot of these friendships are fleeting and, and you can't just say, all right, well, it's been nice. And there's a really nice part where I think he's in London and he's chatting with this guy and he's like, we're going to spend today together and we'll never see each well, other let's again. let's
1: just enjoy today and that was, that was it. Yeah. I feel like you're not, when you travel and maybe something that makes the time feel longer is you are very much in the present and you are not sort of thinking oh tomorrow i'm in two weeks i have to do this or that everyone just sort of takes life a day at a time which which makes it i think all the more enjoyable now we choose to travel quite spontaneously and we don't like to make a big plan which is what a lot of backpackers do but some choose to plan out their trips so that is something we'll also be discussing in future podcasts but um yeah i feel i feel like it it was a really wonderfully portrayed documentary
0: i agree um the the conversation as well about romance on the road was um very interesting it
1: was uh very interesting Tom <laughs> <laughs> um, no it, it was and it is that is the 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 tricky thing about travel you can have a, a really good relationship um on the road um you know which I have had and then you know it goes like that when you when you hop on a plane or you go your separate ways and and you know it can your relationship can grow faster whether that be friendship or romance than a regular you, you know you go on a date date and your date is 24 hours a day because you're with each other it's not you know you go out for dinner mm. once so have you ever and have you ever struggled other... with having to say goodbye to a romantic relationship re- relationship while traveling tom
0: ah uh, no no love for old tom oh on the road.
1: that's very very sad
0: no i i've i've struggled to say goodbye to some people and there have been some people that i've met while traveling who i i was really upset and sad that we weren't going to see each other again um because they really did have a strong influence on me or they there was something they said that touched me or or something like that um but I think generally, you know, travel teaches you that, that you know, it's okay to say goodbye to people. Um,
1: yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, I agree. Um...
0: But I think I, I think just about the, the documentary, the way he portrays these relationships. Um, because, spoiler alert here, guys, um, the guy in the documentary, Brooke, he does get into some on-the-road relationships. Um, He's
1: quite the player, the isn't one, he? the first
0: one... To be honest, he. Is. I never when when the um, uh,
1: documentary started, and this is not being judgmental, but he didn't strike me as a big player. But as the documentary went on, he was in Australia for all of four days, and there he had a beautiful German girlfriend. So,
0: <laughs> wow! This this is back in two thousand six. Maybe times have possibly, changed. Possibly. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I I did enjoy. Well, I think enjoy is probably the wrong word, but I think I found it very captivating watching these relationships develop and then have to end immediately. And the difficulty he went through during his first on the road relationship and saying goodbye at that time, compared to one of the later relationships where he just sort of accepted it. It was amazing the the difference
1: in his approach and attitude towards it because he really, really struggled with that first relationship he had to say goodbye to. And, you know, I think they had been together for four days or something, but, you know, it had become a very close relationship for him. But yeah, as it went on and he had a couple of other relationships, it was much easier to, to say goodbye. And I feel like you do, that does happen with friendships also.
0: I don't think that makes people cold hearted. I think it's just awareness of the nature of it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you, if you kept, try if you you don't become attached to people in 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 the same way i feel um you're more able to enjoy their company and then let them go when they do go and um yeah i think it's a good it's a good attitude to have for life in general really
0: i think like you said earlier it's enjoying the present
1: mm, i agree um and what did you think about the yeah. the ending because it did strike me as a little bit melancholy and the fact that he spoke about, you know, the emails become less and less, and eventually a lot of these people that you do meet just become distant memories, and the photo on your wall of that amazing time, that person is now just a memory, they're no longer, I guess, a friend.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, again, we should probably say spoiler alert.
1: Oh yeah, spoiler <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: He goes home at the end of the film, what? Um, and he... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it, it it is a bit melancholy um, like you said um, I think this is another one of these things where it is a bit outdated um, because now we have Facebook and Instagram and we have we have these uh, connections that we've made on the road and they're there and there are some people that I met back in South America six years ago that I do keep in semi-regular contact with. That's brilliant. Um, and a little bit, it's fantastic. Um, and it's, you know, it's helped. The quarantine has sort of made that a bit more, oh yeah, let's see how this person's doing. But they do pop up on your on your feed regularly enough that you know how they're doing or where they are. And, you know, I've got, if I've got a friend who um, I haven't spoken to in three or four years, but I met in a hostel and they're in Iceland and they live there, I know that if I was going to Iceland, I could message them four years after I broke on or after we were speaking last and be like, Hey, I'm coming to Iceland. Do you want to meet up? And I might be offered a bed. I might be offered, you yeah, know,
1: no, I I agree. You know I mean, like, like that aspect is a little outdated. Although I, I do agree to an extent, most of the people you meet in my experience, you do drift on from, but there are people who you do yeah. stay in touch with. And, you know, when you post on Instagram, and you're following some guy you met a few years ago, they, you know, they'll shoot you a message. Like I found that when I was in Australia, I was, you know, putting up a few stories and then people will go message me. Oh, you you finally made it to Australia. Cause two years ago when I was hanging out with them at a hostel, they were saying I was mentioning to them, Oh, I want to go to Australia. So I think keeping in touch is now far easier, but at the same time, it's by no means easy staying in touch with someone, you know, who you, who you don't know if you're going to see again, but I guess you have to make that effort
0: yeah definitely it's it's a it's a two-way street but i think like i said earlier it's it's part of that um unspoken code of backpackers is that you know that the goodbye is going to happen you know that the friendship is fleeting but you know that if you've got that backpacker friend they're going to be there mm. when mm. you do eventually cross paths again all right um have you ever had that where you you met someone in a hostel and then you saw them in another place completely unexpected. that happened
1: a couple of times to me and no one with no one that i particularly was friendly with or close to but there was a few occasions where there was this uh, guy one evening in chiang mai i was having a few beers with you know in a larger group and i bumped into him again in bangkok just you know on khao san road or something and um but no nothing 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 where it's been a good friend that i've gone oh wow lovely to see you again but how's that how's that happened to you
0: um, again, it, it wasn't someone that was a super, super close friend. But I have had a very crazy experience. Um, so, like I said earlier in the podcast, I used to work in Colombia. And uh, I was working on an English teaching project there. There are about 100 people from different countries come to the country um, but came to Colombia to teach English. And there was this one American guy there. And we spoke a little. We weren't the closest of friends, but we we knew each other, and we, we you know we hung out a bit. And then four years later, I was in India at the border between India and Pakistan. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, up near Amritsar, it's a fantastic place if you beautiful. ever get the chance to go. Um, and they do a huge ceremony where they lower the flags. And it's in like a stadium. And they do they do it's a bit of Irish like,
1: dancing, the Indians and the Pakistanis as well. I, I remember being there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a dance-off type thing. It's it's kind of crazy to watch. Definitely check it out on YouTube if you it's get the, the Vaga, chance. It's the Varga border um,
1: crossing, I believe.
0: Varga? Okay.
1: Don't quote me on that. I, mean, I might be wrong. It,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you check out the Pakistan-India border, uh, lowering the flags... It'll be that. And you'll see just how big this stadium was. But as I was leaving, um, it's sort of like when you leave any stadium, you know, there's a huge crowd of people. But a few metres in front of me, there was this guy and I recognised him from Colombia. And I was thinking, there's no way that that is him. Like, what are the chances that he's here? And because there was this huge crowd, I wasn't able to reach him. But we had each other on Facebook. And... I was able to reach out to him and say, Hey man, are you in Amritsar? And he was. Oh wow.
1: Okay. And it was that him. Brilliant. And did you get to and, meet him?
0: Well, this is the, the really crazy thing about it. We were sort of trying to arrange to meet and he was like, but I'm leaving tomorrow. And I was saying me too. Okay. And we were both going to the same place on the same oh, bus. <laughs> and we met at the bus stop that oh, afternoon. Brilliant um we were sat on the bus like he was one seat behind me on the bus um again completely coincidentally and then we spent a few days together up in um mcleod Gange in the north of india um yeah that's that's the craziest sort of experience i've had of of running into wow that is
1: yeah that's far more exciting than any of my adventures (laughs) um one that was a little strange i was on a bus From Sihanoukville, which is where we all were together in Cambodia, which is a sort of a beach resort. We were only there to go to Koh Rong, which is a beautiful island off Cambodia, where we spent five or six days, which you'll certainly hear about. And we definitely would recommend you going there. But I got terrible food poisoning uh, in this place, Sihanoukville. Uh, so Tom, Dom and Tia, they all continued on the bus because they had already paid for it. So I got a bus the following evening. It,
0: it wasn't it wasn't just that I should I, I do want to point out we didn't leave Elliot there. Oh, yeah, those terrible
1: friends, poisoning. you know, they just abandoned me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I had to uh, get back anyway. I had a bus to get down to Phuket to get my flight out of Thailand. Um, so for me, it was. Kind of essential, but yeah, Elliot, you did say. Yep.
1: So I I met these leave. two Dutch guys on the bus back, and um, we were chatting for for ages, and they turned out to be on the same flight a few days later from Bangkok to Moscow when I was coming home for Christmas. Wow. So, but again, nothing half as exciting as your your story, but <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so um, we should probably go back to the documentary.
1: Yes, yeah, sorry, we <laughs> diverted uh, quite massively from the documentary.
0: Yeah. I've I've got uh, I've got on the notes here. We, we wrote some notes before doing the podcast, and one of the notes is what to expect going forward. You can expect us going out on tangents like this going yes. forward, and just yes. sharing our travel experiences um, because we've got stories to tell, and some of them are going to be interesting. Most of them will some be. Some you
1: might find kind of boring, hope. but uh, you know what? You don't have to listen.
0: <laughs> but no, <laughs> no, they do have Sorry, to listen, Elliot. Yes, they do have, to, have listen. to listen. That's listen the idea.
1: This I mean, what else are you going to be doing during quarantine? so exactly
0: even post quarantine
1: -quarantine, yes we want to sustain an audience for longer than three weeks (laughs) (laughs) but no what what you will expect from us going forward is a casual conversation about travel and we love exploring um philosophical topics relating to travel and different ideas about travel and how you should go about traveling because We obviously share a love of travel, and hopefully that can extend to you guys and um, maybe inspire a couple of people to go, Hey, I listened to these two idiots on a podcast, and now I'm going traveling. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, and you can also expect some wonderful guests.
1: Yes, we are lining up. Obviously, we're going to have a couple of our friends on the podcast um, who we've had adventures with and people who will have fascinating stories, but we're going to also um, reach out to the travel community on YouTube and different people who are in the world of travel and um, have them on the podcast. So you, you should look forward to having interesting guests with interesting stories and hopefully a few laughs along the way.
0: Yeah. I hope there's some all laughs. Right? I hope it's not all tears. Uh, and I hope from.
1: not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, just going back to the film.
1: Yeah. Back to the
0: film. <laughs> just going back to the film. Um, What rating would you give it? Would you recommend people watch
1: it? I would give it a a four out of five. I think the one star I would take away from it would be the fact that at the end is a little bit melancholy and maybe a little bit off-putting because people go, well, why should I go travel when I'm never going to see any of these people I meet again? Maybe that's a negative attitude to take, but I feel like it doesn't quite have a super uplifting ending. But what would you give it, Tom? Um,
0: I would give it a seven out of 10. So I see you're going for out of five. I'm going out Darn. of 10. <laughs> you know, we're just going to make things extra confusing for our listeners, but that's fine. I trust that our listeners are able to tell the difference between five and 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'd give it a seven out of 10. I think it was it was nice. I think it, it is outdated. Definitely. Um, and obviously a lot of people are now traveling and, and documenting their travels, but I think this was probably one of the first backpacker vlog style things that were, that were ever put definitely, out there. Definitely. Um, you know, I think, I think he must've had a big camera to carry around with him if he was able to record this, this journey. Um, but like I said, I think it is a bit outdated. I think, um, it, it does have some nice resonating messages. Um, and it does talk about the reality of travel as a backpacker and the, the highs and the lows. um,
1: so, you would recommend to people to watch it
0: I would definitely. I think it's if you haven't traveled but you're thinking about it, it will give you a good idea of what to expect mm. um like Elliot said it it does have some moments of melancholy. it does have some moments that makes you make would make you question whether you should travel um but I think overall it does give a very realistic and honest appraisal. Um, I think if you have traveled before, you will get a huge wave of nostalgia. Um, I certainly did. Oh, I definitely, it.
1: definitely did. Especially when they were in in, in Southeast Asia, um, especially. Mm. But going forward, yeah. uh, let us know if there's any books, documentaries, films related to travel that you would like to hear us discuss. Uh, we have some plan, but obviously we are more than open to um, advice regarding what to what to have on. So uh, please let us know. And also regarding discussions or anything about the podcast, anything you would like us to talk about, we will endeavor to do so.
0: Yeah, any fan mail that you want to send us, any, you know, trinkets or gifts you want to send us, yeah, we're we're willing to accept those. Any extra money
1: you have that you want to send us, (laughs) you know, car, anything we'll accept, don't worry
0: um, but if you do want to write to us, we'd we'd love to hear our listeners' uh emails. Definitely. Our email address is backpackingaround zero one at gmail.com. Somebody had already taken backpacking at gmail.com, so we've had to go for backpackingaround01. zero yeah. one. Uh but yeah, write to us, let us know if you've seen a map for Saturday. What did you think? Um and yeah, also we'll, DM uh... us
1: on Instagram. Our uh, Instagram handle is at backpacking dot around so we're on there most days so be sure to uh message us follow us and uh yeah we post some images and pictures and videos from our travel experiences together and um also head over while well, you're listening to this on youtube so while you're on our channel make sure you um watch our series exploring georgia and armenia we have good fun our good friend dom is with us as well and uh yeah that's another thing if you if you are interested in travel the Caucasus region was, was pretty mind-blowing and incredible. So check it out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Check out the the vlog. It's awesome. Definitely.
1: But thank <laughs> you very much for watching the first episode of Backpacking Around. Obviously, we're just experimenting and getting our feet in the water. So um, it let us know what you'd like to hear going forward. And once again, thanks for watching. Have a great afternoon. Good evening and good night ciao ciao
0: thank you everybody take care bye bye ciao